Hello and welcome to our weekly virtual service on this, the last Sunday of Epiphany and our annual meeting Sunday. That meeting will be at noon today or noon on Sunday and you can participate virtually and you'll be receiving or have already received details about how you can do so. I hope you'll be there and be part of that important work that we're doing. The Adult Forum is on Sundays at 9, and uh, this week we're continuing our discussion of Bishop Curry's new book. Shrove Tuesday is this coming Tuesday, the 16th of February, and we'll have um, a kind of a traditional Shrove Tuesday dinner in that we'll bring the food to your car, and the people who deliver the food to your car will be masked and gloved, and so it will be a safe experience, and I hope you'll participate. Uh, our blood drive, excuse me, before the blood drive, I should mention that, as you know, right after Shrove Tuesday, that next day is Ash Wednesday and is the beginning of our, our Lenten season. We'll have two liturgies that day at noon and at seven in the evening. Uh, the noontime service will be recorded and will be available, will be streamed. And so in whatever fashion works for you, I hope you'll participate in the beginning of the Lenten season. Uh, because uh, we have restrictions on uh, attendance, please register uh, beforehand for the noon service or for the seven o'clock service. And I want to acknowledge our musicians today, Catherine Wong, Kenny Kaback, and Tommy Jordan, and thank Mary Cristiano for the beautiful altar uh, for this uh, last Sunday of Epiphany. And as always, thanks to Franz Ginsberg for producing the service. Let us worship the Lord. Penitential order begins on page 351 in the Book of Common Prayer. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that, that we, we have sinned against you in thought, thought word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Thanks, we 
be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of the darkness who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hymn 7, verses 1 through 3.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. In his poem, Little Gidding, St. Louis born and Anglican, T.S. Eliot writes, what we call the beginning is often the end. And to make an end is to make a beginning. The end is where we start from. The end is where we start from. Today we come to an end and a beginning. On this Transfiguration Sunday, the season of Epiphany ends. And in a few days, on Ash Wednesday, Lent begins. And with it, a new season of spiritual transformation as we follow our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Today in St. Mark's Gospel, Jesus, we hear, is transfigured. That is, he's transformed, changed on this mountaintop with Peter, James, and John there to look on. God in all his glory shines in Jesus and dazzles these three disciples. And this cloud overtakes them, cloud signifying the very presence of God. And from that cloud, this voice comes, that booms, I surely think, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. And so God speaks these words, listen to him. Jesus with his disciples, then after that appearance also of Elijah and Moses, they descend the mountain, and he resumes his mission below. That mission being bringing wholeness to a broken creation and human beings. Although he is divine, 
as we see in this transfiguration event, he is also human. And he has predicted to his disciples what lies ahead. His passion, his death, and his resurrection. Surely, as human, Jesus confronts what we all do. Those moments of doubt. The what-ifs. I can just imagine Jesus and what he's thinking at this moment. What if I'm crucified and buried? And what if my, my burial, my death, is my end, not my beginning? And Peter, James, and John, who are fully human, must be thinking, we've listened to him, but what if he's wrong? Delusional. Maybe just another false messiah. Yet Jesus, in his divinity and in his humanity, answers God's call, steps into the future, and faces those what-ifs. He puts his faith in his Father that while death is the end, resurrection is the beginning. As he trusts God, so his disciples trust him, following him to Jerusalem, to the foot of the cross, to his grave. And there, on the third day, they witness this epiphany of all epiphanies, Jesus' resurrection, this unending life in fullness for him and for all who follow him in faith. To make an end is to make a beginning. The end is where we start from. We mark the end of one liturgical season today. And our season of ministry in the year 2020. And what a year it was. COVID-19 changed everything. It sickened millions of people and still is. It killed many, many, many millions more and still is. And we grieve. The virus has changed the world. It's changed the church. It's changed this church. And yet, with our faith in the one true God revealed in Jesus Christ, we moved into the unknowns of this pandemic and we swiftly adapted. We found new ways to worship, virtual and in person, to engage in Christian education and formation for all ages, to carry on our outreach ministries, which were so desperately needed, 
to provide pastoral care to church members and others, and much, much more. The annual report edition of the Clarion and a series of ministry videos tell the story of how in 2020 we fulfilled our mission to know Christ and to make Christ known. And I applaud you for all you have done. Despite this pandemic, you remained faithful in your prayer and worship, in your love and care for one another, and in your outreach to the vulnerable. Your continued financial report, that, that steady financial support to undergird our ministries. With the end of ministry as we had known it for generations, we found the beginning of new ways of being Christ's followers. And now in 2021, Jesus is calling us forward. And just as Peter, James, and John did, we're following him into that future, one step at a time. We're discovering new opportunities to love and serve one another and the people outside these walls. In the months to come, God will call us to proceed with our reopening plan. Until we are fully reopened and our ministries are functioning again. All our ministries. Won't it feel good? Won't it feel good to take off our masks and to see one another's faces and smiles? To forgo temperature checks outside the nave before we enter here? To see these pews full won't our spirits soar when we once again can worship here with our prayer books in hand, sing those beautiful hymns right here after more than a year, hear our choirs praise God in music, receive Holy Communion at this rail in both kinds, in the bread and in the wine. Won't we delight when we see crowds in the parish hall again for newcomers' lunches on Sundays, Wednesday night fellowship, lecture series, community meetings, and more? Aren't you looking forward to sipping a cup of coffee here at church while visiting with others, without that physical distancing anymore, seeing children in our classrooms, the nursery door open on Sunday mornings, and children inside, and hearing the sounds of play and laughter. Now, I don't know exactly when we'll be able to reopen to pre-pandemic levels. That's one of the unknowns. But guided by science and public health officials, I trust that it will happen. Sometime this year, it will happen. Especially as more and more and more of us 
or vaccinated, and eventually as we get closer and closer to that mass immunity. This year, in addition to reopening our church gradually and safely and reactivating our ministries, all of them, we'll follow Jesus into the future. Let us embrace new means of transformation, or if you will, transfiguration. God shining ever brighter in us and through us in the world. One means is Renewal Works, a ministry of the Episcopal Church. It has produced significant spiritual growth in many of our congregations, including here in this diocese. And I trust it will do the same here. The bishop, his staff, and the National Church are committed to helping us start this new ministry. Let us all keep our baptismal promises, all those promises, including respecting the dignity of every human being, making sure that everyone is shown due respect as beings who are created in the image and likeness of God, regardless of, of that person's race or country of origin or sexuality or economic status or political party. One such effort, call it respecting all God's children, is in its early stages here. Among others, a group of vestry members is confronting racism and other forms of exclusion in church, in the church, and in society, and is planning ways to foster respect for all God's children while creating a more diverse, inclusive, and loving Christ Episcopal Church. You'll hear more about this and other such efforts. And I hope that you will support them and participate in them, for they are transformational. Today we come to the end of Epiphany and of the 2020 ministry year. And we rejoice that God has been with us, guiding us, providing for us, enabling us to do Christ's work in the church, in this community, and in the world, despite COVID-19. Soon we shall begin Lent and move deeper into 2021 and this new season of ministry, listening to Jesus Christ as God instructs Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration and following Jesus into the future with its many unknowns, with those what-ifs, wondering what lies ahead in the future. I cherish those words of T.S. Eliot. What we call the beginning is often the end. And to make an end is to make a beginning. The end is where we start from. The end is where we start from. Amen. And let us now affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, God 
the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now please turn to page 388 of the prayer book for the prayers of the people. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. We remember today Stephen Anderson, Margaret Banta, Chris Booth, Kirk Brantner, Charles Bush, Lucy, Lucia Creamer, Ken Aylin, Janet Fithian, Kirk Goforth, Nancy Johnson, Laura Johnson and family, Beverly Kettle, Tanya Kirby, Barbara Knowlton, Myrna Lanier, Linda Likens, Will Long, Margot McGinnis, Greg Messier, Louise Morgan, Sue Renan, Chuck Singleton, Corky Taylor, David Taylor, Amy Recamper, Richard and Ginger Taylor, Summer Yarnell, Dorothy, and Rob. We pray for All Saints Episcopal Church in Nevada, Nevada in the Diocese of West Missouri. We pray for Father Fritz Valdema and Carmel Valdema. We remember also in prayer Dr. Tram and Hannah Jones and the Les Poitimon Clinic in Haiti 
and for the Human Resources Committee of the Diocese. And we pray for special needs. We remember caregivers and their families, health care professionals and their families, and we remember our military personnel and their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to all, we commend rather to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hasten, O Father, the coming of your kingdom, and grant that we, your servants, who now live by faith, may with joy behold your Son at his coming in glorious majesty, even Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Hymn 460, verses 1 and 2. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Faithful God, in the wonder of your wisdom and love, you fed your people in the wilderness with the bread of angels, and you sent Jesus to be the bread of life. Though at this time we cannot consume your gifts of bread and wine, we thank you that we have received the sacrament of Christ's presence, the forgiveness of sins, and all other benefits of Christ's passion. By the power of the Holy Spirit, may we embody your desire and be renewed for your service through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Now the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.